0: Here's Paul Kent, of course, Daily Telegraph, and one of the few journalists pretty enough to be on TV. Paul Kent, good afternoon.
1: Hey, good afternoon. I don't know if I quite agree with that, but uh, thanks for saying it all the same.
0: Well, just take a compliment, mate. <laughs> you know, just take it. I'll get back later too, anyway. Two
1: and far between. <laughs> Journos must love the
0: NRL. And the, because we've had plenty of call, talk uh, calls rather about the rumour mill whipped into a frenzy for weeks on end. You must be laughing all the way to the old uh, computer.
1: You know, look, I, th- I think it's actually a strength of the game. I know some people say they don't like talking about all this sort of stuff and people can get a little bit over it, but that's the strength of Rugby League because while, we're, while ever we're talking about this, we're not talking about other sports. And I think that's something that Rugby League is quite fortunate that it happens. Some of the sports over here, are, you know, you look at rugby, for example, it's really struggling at the moment because there's just no interest. There's no what you, what we like to call water cooler talk. Nobody sits there and wonders what's going to happen to the force or the rebels or anything. It's all about where the NRL players are going and uh, while it's not always preferable and coaches don't like it, it's something I think the game benefits by. Do
0: you see it with the amount of readership on a particular type of story? I look at it in our form of medium, the talkback variety, the X's and O's dissecting the game it doesn't get mm. the interest like it used to. It's
1: issues. No. And no, player and, and contracts and pe-
0: pe- is a great one.
1: Yeah, people always say to me, we should be talking about what happens on the field. And that's generally from people within the game. The truth of that is that that conversation becomes very dry and very boring very quickly because the fact is we not a lot of people can actually analyse a game to the point that it's now played at and a lot of people a lot of things are actually happening on the field that people aren't aware of because it's it's so intricate. And what we all can have an opinion on is whether Kieran Form should leave the Warriors or whether Joan Sudesco should leave the Tigers and where will he go if he goes and what's the best fit and and all those sorts of conversations. And yeah, you know, we can keep keep pretending that the game is about what happens on the field, but more and more sport, television sport is is entertainment now it's not it's not pure sport any longer it's entertainment it's the best form of reality tv that we see and uh, because of that we're all allowed to have an opinion we all can give our opinion we're not always right but it's it's fun to argue over it
0: daily telegraphs paul kent is with us here on radio sport what i noticed at the beginning of the season paul and i was sort of licking my chops thinking if i was an nrl uh, boss and, and looking to recruit my lord there were some good halves yeah, It's an incredible yeah. market this year.
1: Yeah, and that's all deliberate because all, what all the managers did, thinking he had some years back, is they all timed their players to come off contract this year because the new television deal started next year. So there's going to be more money in the salary cap next year. So they wanted their players off contract after this season so they could capitalise on the new salary cap for next season. So that was all deliberate, which is why we've got a bit of a feeding frenzy at the moment. There's so much conversation at the moment because... We don't normally get this many players off-contract off, off contract and this many quality players off-contract. Uh, and then tie that in with a couple of rare examples like Cooper Cronk, what he's done, what's happened at the Tigers, what's happening with Kieran Foran, and it's just really overcooked the market at the moment. Now, that's not planned. It, it just eventually worked out that way. But I don't think we're going to see this every season. So all these people saying it's bad for the game that this can happen. This is just... This is a little bit of an El Nino effect. It's only... Once in a generation, this sort of thing happens.
0: Do you, uh, from your understanding, are the clubs fully aware how much the cap's likely to go up by?
1: No, they've got no idea. Look, they've all been budgeting on between... Look, The, the figure they've sort of budgeted around is about 9.3 to 9.5. Some clubs have spent $10 million. Some clubs have already done all the recruitment for next year and have spent that much money. Uh, the NRL came out about three weeks ago and said that... The, cap is going to be more about 8.3 now it won't be 8.3 but we don't know what the figure will be for the first time because the nrl's come in and lowball the clubs uh, with the salary cap and because the nrl's also guaranteed the clubs that they will receive 100 in funding in the annual grant 130 percent of whatever the salary cap is so if the salary cap's 10 million they'll get an extra 3 million on top of that to, to offset their costs the clubs and the players are actually in, in sync for the first time ever on this agreement. They're both striving for it to be as big as possible because the higher the salary cap, the more clubs get to bank for themselves. Let's get
0: to specifics. What do you know of Kieran Forum? Boy, there's a there's a fair bit of angst amongst our community here at Radio Sport today.
1: Yeah, well, look, oh, I can understand that, but I think it's also worth remembering when Kieran Forum went to the Warriors, he went there for under market value and he said he would go there for a year and give himself a chance to to basically get his market value back. He never said he was going to go there any longer than a year. He never promised anything like that. And he, the Warriors got him quite cheaply because of that. Uh, so that, that was his original intent to go there. Now, I can understand everybody wants him to stay, and they believe he should. And there's the an argument saying starting to circulate about, well, the Warriors gave him a chance, and, and he should pay, repay that loyalty. Well, I think it's worth remembering Kieran went there for under his market value, approximately half of what he was on a Parramatta, and now that he's there and he's starting to play good football and have seen the worth of that, they obviously want to keep him. But Geron always said that he'd go there for a year and then he'd come back to Sydney. That was his original comment, and I've never heard anything from that that has strayed from that.
0: As you know, it's fluid. What's your gut telling you? Where does he land?
1: Uh, I'm not quite sure, to be honest. I, know there's, I would say there's four clubs now that are looking at him. Uh, they are Newcastle... Melbourne, Canterbury, and Cronulla. Um, obviously, and the Warriors want him to stay. But we've just no one really knows. There's too much to happen between here and when he makes his decision to have any certainty about what he will do. Clubs are still figuring it out. They're trying to basically wrestle with what the salary cap they believe it'll be. Then from there, they figure out, well, how much money will we have to spend on him? and How will we form, form the, the contract and the payments and all the rest of it? So it's too early to call where he'll end up. But it's certainly starting to cook up now. And I'd say within a three weeks to a month, we'd probably have an answer. But until then, I don't think we'll have much because there's a lot to go through until then. Uh,
0: the noticeable name omitted from that list you gave us was the Warriors. So uh, should they sit and wait? Or is there an obvious target, an alternative you would tell them to go after now, Paul, as we wrap this up?
1: Well, if if I was the Warriors, I would take whatever Sean Johnson's on, and I would I would give that to Shaun uh, to Kieran and say, mate, we're going to basically give you whatever you can to stay here because I think he's far more important to the Warriors' chances of future success than Sean Johnson, even though he's a dearly loved player at the club. I, I think he's a very good player, but, but what Kieran can turn you into an immediate premiership threat now. If, if they don't get him, uh, I think he has shown already in his performances this year that, that Sean Johnson needs help around him. Uh, he, he needs a player who can come in, straighten the attack a little bit and can also organise the team a little bit. Sean Johnson, I think, when he gets weighted down by having to organise the team as well as just play his own brilliance, I think it, he struggles a little bit with that. So I think that um, someone like Gareth Widdop, who suddenly was unwanted Six weeks ago, is suddenly in popular demand now because, but he, he's showing what he can do at St George Illawarra. So, I'd, I'd look at someone like him, or uh, you know, you've got to find someone who can just basically steer you around the park and keep you honest. That, that's that's what the Warriors need more than that. I mean, somebody to just keep them in the game for the entire 80 minutes.
0: And if they play the waiting game, they can end up with no one. Paul, really appreciate yeah. your time. Look forward to keep following your fine copy. Go well, sir.
1: Pleasure.